for all things sports, the hottest topics, latest events, juiciest stories, and every personal takes. You're listening to Sideline Story. Hello and thank you for tuning into Sideline Story, your number one destination for sports news, analysis and discussions. I am your host, Brandon Yates, and as always, I'm joined by my co-hosts, Fuyu and Yang Wang. Today, we will be chatting about the restart of the Formula One season, and it should be a very exciting restart indeed. Fuyu, just um, starting with you, what do you think about the Formula One season so far? Has it been exciting for you? Have you found it boring, predictable, unexpected? What have your emotions been? Yeah, well, first, a little bit about what happened in the off-season or what happened during the break. Um, of course, we're all excited that Formula One action is back after a three-week holiday. And um, a bit of what the driver said after the return from the break. Of course, the biggest news this summer is that Daniel Ricciardo is leaving McLaren next season. Um, it's not yet clear where he will go, and the driver said a sabbatical away from racing altogether wouldn't be out of the question. First, let's listen in. It's not. It's not what we. It's not the result we wanted. You know, in terms of uh, when I joined the team, and you know, the the outcome wasn't. This wasn't desired. You know, as a collective, though, we just didn't. We didn't really get it right. You know, we we put in a lot of effort and tried to tried to get through it and understand you know things with with the car and, and obviously with with myself gelling with it and getting the the maximum out of it but there was um yeah just too many kind of weekends it was obviously just a bit of a struggle so that's um that was pretty much how how the kind of decision came about six seats are still waiting to be filled for next season and let's see if one of them is for ricardo and back to recap the first half of the season, I would summarize it as the Red Bull dominance is predictable, the Mercedes decline is unexpected, and the Ferrari struggles are disappointing. At the beginning of the season in our podcast, I was excited about Ferrari's comeback. Um, they've got the speed, they've got a strong driver lineup, and it gave us hope that this is the beginning of a resurgence. But 13 races in, we've seen how they've performed. The The cars are still fast. The speed is still there. But that's about the only thing that's keeping them going so far this season. Something always goes wrong at the, at the team. Um, one week is the car's re- reliability. The next is the driver. And the next is the pit stop or the strategist. So here in China, before each race weekend, people would joke, it's showtime for whom at Ferrari this week. It's (laughs) funny to me in a sad way because, in my opinion, a team with such a long history, um, it's been in Formula One since the sport started, and as a team with the success that it's achieved, these things, um, I mean, the strategies or the silly mistakes that totally could have been avoided shouldn't even have been a problem. The The way how Max Verstappen, Lewis Hamilton and George Russell laughed at Ferrari's tire strategies on Charles Leclerc in, in the last race in Hungary is humiliating. I sometimes joke about Ferrari too, but as a fan, I'm really doing it because otherwise I'd be really embarrassed. So I hope that the team won't put me through that situation again for the rest of the season. 
or or ever. I don't want to experience that as a fan. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, I think Ferrari's been one of those teams that I think at the beginning of every season there's always such promise, and they always, you know, kind of make fans believe that this is going to be their season. This is going to be, you know, the time when we've got the right drivers, we've got the right formula in place, we've got the right team in place. Yeah. And like you said, I think for Ferrari fans, it must be incredibly frustrating, particularly this season, because like you said, the cars this season are extremely fast, um, but there just always seems to be some sort of issue plaguing them, whether it be, you know, fighting between the drivers or it seems like um, the pressure, particularly for Charles Leclerc, um, has really hit him. I think when he, you know, realized that he was in with a chance of competing with Max Verstappen this season, it seemed like he was making some rookie errors that you wouldn't ex- expect from such a talented driver. And I think that comes down yes. to the to the mental aspect of, of the battle. Um, Yang Guang, just from your side, would you agree with um, Fuyu's assess- assessment? Have you been, you know, the... the Obviously, the success of um, Red Bull at this stage is pretty predictable. Um, but just with the problems that Ferrari have been facing, and Mercedes for that matter, um, has that been relatively unexpected? Um, yeah, but uh, first of all, I, as um, for you started with some latest news, I also want to share something I found today, uh, something new, uh, that... Um, German car maker Audi says it will join Formula One race from 2026. Um, it says it will decide on which team to, you know, be lined up with by the mm. en- by the end of this year. So in 2026, we w- we will see a newcomer in Formula One competition. That would be, you know, some exciting news for the future of the sport. Um, back to this season, yes. Um, this year looks, um, I would say, exciting so far with some thrilling races, some unexpected moments on the tracks. Um, I think the resurgence of Ferrari has made the title race more open and less um, predictable, I would say, even though now it looks like they have met some issues, like you guys said, in the in their car reliability um, and how to define the roles of their two drivers because it's kind of um, vague um, then who is the number one driver and who is assisting? It did fill up some intra-squad competition between the two drivers, but um, overall, Ferrari rising up again does make the battlefield more complicated. At least um, it's no longer Red Bull versus Mercedes only. Um, in the previous thirteen races, Red Bull won nine and the Ferrari four. We may not see a title contention as tight as last season when it's all the way went to the final lap um, of the final race. Um, I really doubt if we would have the chance to witness such a crazy competition or even similar races um, again. But I do believe Ferrari would pose some challenges for Red Bull uh, in the rest of the races. And the Mercedes could also find some pace back and stir things up a bit in the remaining nine races. Yeah, it seems like, you know, of course, Mercedes had a very um, troublesome start and, you know, disappointing start to the season. And, you know, in recent races, they've kind of made a bit of a comeback. I think there were one or two. I can't remember which race exactly it was, but I think Lewis Hamilton won, you know, driver of the race for um, a race recently. So there's been some improvement from Mercedes' side. And then, you know, the Ferrari, I agree with you both. Their resurgence this season has been 
pretty unexpected and has made the season relatively unpredictable and makes things really exciting. I think compared to last season, it's pretty much impossible to get to that level of excitement where, you know, the entire season for the Drivers' Championship was decided on basically the last corner. Um, I, I doubt we'll ever see that again mm. in the sport. Um, but, you know, it doesn't take away from the fact that this season has been quite exciting. And just going back to Yang Guang, staying with you, and, you know, I have, you know, just mentioned a couple of drivers and teams, but, you know, I suppose besides... Ferrari and Red Bull and Max Verstappen and Charles Leclerc, have there been any other drivers or teams that have been the most impressive from your perspective? For new faces, um, or at least uh, some fresh faces, Lando Norris is phenomenal this year with McLaren. I still remember how Sky Sports described him, the best of the rest. Um, it's definitely mm. what the best Norris can do, considering his car capabilities. He's now the clear team leader of McLaren. And uh, he's the reason why the constructor can let Daniel Ricciardo go that easily. Uh, I, I think his performance can really pave the way for him to join a bigger constructor. Uh, there are reports actually indicating that uh, Norris might replace Hamilton at Mercedes uh, one day in the future. Uh, but uh, overall, no doubt, uh, Max Verstappen is the most impressive one still. Um, yeah. He came to this season with some controversies, um, as people called him an, an unworthy world champion, stealing the world title from Lewis Hamilton, but um, he's not been disrupted. I'm one of those people. I'm one of them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but um, he has not been disrupted by these kind of comments and just uh, concentrated yeah. on the races. That's why... I would say Verstappen becomes more mature this season and is having Absolutely. is he having a campaign with outstanding speed and more importantly consistency, which I think he proved a lot this this year. Um driving calmly and at the same time bravely. He's now both of those two things, uh, which makes him almost un unbeatable. Um, he won eight races so far in 2022, and for some races, he drove extremely well, like the last Grand Prix in Hungary. He started from 10th position and made a huge run to claim the championship. In Italy, Verstappen overtook Leclerc in the closing stages to win it. There are also stats that may um, fully tell the pictures here. When Verstappen started from pole position, his winning rate is 2 out of 3, nearly 70%. Meantime, Leclerc won 7 pole positions this season. He only converted 2 of them into Grand Prix wins wow. this year. And guess who is the biggest winner when Leclerc won pole position? It's Verstappen again. Um, he won yeah. 4 races versus Leclerc's 2. In other words, Verstappen is now not that worried when his opponent starts the race in front of him. Uh, the mindset of the two front drivers, Leclerc and uh, Verstappen, are completely different now. Uh, it seems like Verstappen just uh, perfectly combines his experience gained from last year's title race with Hamilton with his driving talents. Everything looks just flawless this season for Verstappen, except his car went around occasionally. So if Red Bull can guarantee their mechanical stability in the latter half of the season, the title is already, I would say, Verstappen's. Uh, then, yeah. turning to Leclerc, um, I think he's in the best of himself now, but um, unfortunately, um, he's facing an even better Verstappen. 
Uh, I, I think Leclerc still needs to. Uh, work on how to maintain the consistency. He also admitted that、uh, there are too many ups and downs in the first half of the season. In the first part of the season has been、uh, full of、uh, highs or low,、um, so loads of emotions, and the, there's a lot of uh, um, uh, accumulation no, of emotions, which leads to、uh, to being tired. So、uh, I was quite happy to go on holidays, and,、uh, and I used these three weeks. In the best way possible with my family, my friends, and、uh, yeah, it was just、uh, great. You know, Yang Guang, just、um, touching on a couple of points that you made that I completely agree with.、Um, Max Verstappen, we've seen pretty remarkably and quickly his maturity has improved his overall performance majorly. I think the talent has always been there, but even you know in Post-race interviews or pre-race interviews, he just looks a lot more calm, a lot more focused, a、mm-hmm. lot less emotional, and he just seems to have his mental side of his racing together, which、mm-hmm. is something that he seems to have really struggled with in the past. Look, he came into the sport as a raw, fresh, young talent that was aggressive and was taking risks, and he's still doing that. But he just seems to be more calculated, more mature. And more experienced now, and I think that it's you know he just seems to be with the right team at the right time with the right mentality. Everything just seems to be falling into place for him and Red Bull, and it's it started last season, and we're really seeing it reach a pinnacle this season. You know, we've just seen other drivers struggling to even you know maintain that that level or even reach his level, and I think it's had a major. Negative impact on、um, Charles Leclerc, and I think that you know just trying to reach Max Verstappen's level has really messed with Charles Leclerc's head, and I think it's really affected his overall performance this season. But I think Max Verstappen's biggest、um, improvement this season, and it started last season, was just his experience and his maturity. So I completely agree with you there, and I think that. He is going to be really difficult to beat this season and in many seasons going forward. For you,、um, moving to you and your opinion,、um, would you agree with Yang Guang's assessment of you know the likes of Max Verstappen and a couple of the other drivers that he mentioned? Yes,、um, but Yang Guang has been talking about consistency, and when it comes to that, I have to mention George Russell. He is the only driver who has managed to finish within the top five. Of every race, except in Silverstone,、um, so yeah, that's that's some some quality of a、um, yeah. young and upcoming, talented, and potentially championship-winning driver.、Um, and then, of course, we've been talking about Max Verstappen.、Um, I have a lot of similar points to what both you and Yang Guang have made. He is leading the standings because. The car and the team are so reliable.、Um, yeah. They exploited Ferrari's blunders and made sure not to falter themselves under the circumstances.、Um, I think that's what sets them apart as a championship team. Red Bull and Verstappen made the most out of every situation and were not like Ferrari and Leclerc, who would crash out while leading the race, which I would、yeah. compare to an unforced error in tennis. Yeah. Um, you, just so I can, can just 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 I want,、yeah. just want to jump in on a point that you made there. You know the fact that Red Bull and Max Verstappen have been capitalizing on Ferrari's mistakes, and you know it's interesting. We used to see 
Lewis Hamilton and Mercedes doing that to Red Bull and Max Verstappen. You know, in previous races, Max Verstappen was the one that was making mistakes and Red Bull were making bad team decisions. And now it's they've completely done a 180 and now they seem like the mature, um, calm heads, which is, which is pretty incredible. Yeah, I think Verstappen can maximize, pick up, maximize points. Because he is a world champion, we've talked mm. about how much he's grown after he won the title last year. And actually, in terms of talent and speed, Leclerc can match him. He just lacks that mentality, which is slowing him down in his pursuit of the title. Um, like Leclerc himself said, if he keeps making that kind of mistakes, like he did in France and Imola, he doesn't deserve to win. Um, Absolutely. It's good, it's good that he realizes that. And um, I'm happy to see that the spirit is still there, despite all the emotions and what Leclerc calls a very tiring first season, first half of the season, he says they are not giving up. Well, I think we'll take it one by one as a team. Um, but for sure, we, we need to try and maximize every opportunities that uh, that we have ahead. And uh, and I still believe in the championship. Of course, it's uh, it's uh, it's going to be a very difficult challenge. But uh, but I will believe in it until uh, until the very end. Hopefully, it's not just words, and we will see some real action and improvement soon. Yeah, I think this season might be a bit too soon to see those improvements from Leclerc. But I think. You know, he could potentially use this season as a massive learning curve and hopefully he gains a lot of experience from this season. And it might result in a similar level of success that we've seen with Max Verstappen and Red Bull. Maybe, you know, both the, the Ferrari team and Leclerc himself can take those lessons into next season and, um, you know, produce more consistent high performances. But for you, staying with you, and of course, moving to, um, you know, the Chinese perspective, and of course, there's plenty of Chinese interest at, in the sport at the moment because of Joe Guan Yu's joining the sport and his levels of performances so far. But just from, from your side, how do you feel about his season so far? And do you have any news on his potential future in the sport that you could tell me about? Yeah, I think the first Chinese driver to race in Formula One had a good start to his rookie season, um, he won a point in his very first race in Bahrain. That already beat a lot of other drivers who needed many races or had to go through seasons without winning points. Considering he did that in an Alfa Romeo, one of the less competitive cars, is a dream start for the Chinese driver. And he later achieved his best finish in eighth place in Canada and I think he would have had more points if he were given a faster car. Um, so mm. Joe also rated himself 7 on a scale of 1 to 10 regarding how he performed in the first 13 races. And I agree with that. There are surprises, but he also made some mistakes, such as the rear wheel, rear wheel slip in France. And I think he definitely deserves a new contract because of the competitiveness he's shown and the the large market he represents. He hasn't even had the chance to race in his home city in Shanghai. So with talks about Formula One returning to China next year, I totally agree that we will see Zhou Guanyu there. And like the driver himself said, if he can maintain the momentum and keep improving, there's no reason for him not to be here next year. I definitely agree with you that um, he definitely deserves a new contract and he definitely deserves to race in front of his home crowd in Shanghai. And of course, the commercial and marketing value of having a Chinese driver in Formula One, like you said, is massive for the sport. 
and his performances have warranted a renewal of that contract. I think he's been very consistent. He he seems very level-headed. He seems to have um, the competitiveness, the calmness, and just the right temperament and the talent to be competing in Formula One. So he definitely deserves his spot. And I think that he is going to, I hope that he is going to remain in um, the sport for some time. Yang Guang, what has social media in China been saying about Zhou Guan Yu? Is he popular? Is he increasing the popularity of the sport in China? What is the general feeling around him? Well, before Zhou Guan Yu had that accidents fans were hoping to see joe make more breakthroughs in terms of his standings in every race even for a podium finish possibly but um, after silverstone many fans have been saying that they just wish to see joe race safely and uh, watching him drive on the grid is just enough uh, that's basically what fans reacted to that scary accident and um, that sentiment is still there after the summer break and also notice that um, some online community about Zhou Guan Yu that um, the video game of F1 is not becoming very popular in China. And many fans use Zhou Guan Yu as a role to compete virtually and even win right. races and titles. It's, uh, it's certainly what Zhou brings to these sports. People start to know about Formula 1 races. We know how complicated an F1 race can be with all the rules and uh, mechanical knowledge fans need to understand. Uh, the threshold is relatively high, actually, for fans compared to other sports like basketball or a marathon race. But um, Joe Guan Yu's appearance on Formula 1 tracks and certainly made uh, more people willing to try to enjoy watching F1 races. Yeah, I think, you know, the fact that he... He's gone through so much in the first season, you know, experiencing that horrific crash and then, you know, making the recovery from there. You know, he's experienced so much in his first season. I think that can only benefit him going into his next seasons. And I think that um, we're going to see improved performances as um, time progresses. And it's also good to hear that he's had a positive impact, um, you know, just on social media and um, just from Chinese fans in general. And, you know, even in the gaming sphere, I think that's all going to be beneficial just for the growth of the sport in China and just globally as well. I think it's going to benefit Formula One as as a sport overall as well. Yang Wang, let me, let me just finish off with you and just talking about this weekend's race. Who do you think will be the favourite to cross the line first with the chequered flag? Uh, well, Spa is a tricky circuit. Um, it has three DRS zones and as many as 19 curves, including two hairpin corners. Uh, it means more dramas could take place. It's also um, the longest track on the 2022 calendar with a length of 7 kilometers. Lewis Hamilton is the most successful at the Belgian GP among current drivers, uh, winning four times. But um, Verstappen and Leclerc, I think, will remain the top rivalry at Spa. And Verstappen claims that it's um, his favorite track, so that also plays him as the betting favorite here. I think it's just um, a lot of fast corners, you know, the elevation as well throughout the whole lap makes it, um, yeah, my favorite track on the calendar. For you, of course, we've just um, heard Yang Guang mention the rivalry between Verstappen and Leclerc. So let's talk about the overall championship for the season. Who do you think is going to take it? I think Verstappen will win it again because of some of the points I've made earlier. And I think he deserves it for how much he's grown since he won his first world title. Um, 
but Leclerc still got what it takes. He just had to figure out how to manage them. Um, as the saying goes here in China, if you want to wear the crown, you have to bear its weight. I believe the crown is within reach, but he just needs to work on it and be patient. So it should be a very interesting second half of the season. It should be very interesting to see how Verstappen and Leclerc handle the restart of the season. And I think if Leclerc can get his mental side of his approach to the season right, then I think that it could lead to a phenomenal climax indeed. Maybe not as exciting as we saw last season, which is pretty much impossible to replicate, but still very exciting indeed to see the continued battle between Leclerc and Verstappen. But that is all we have time for on this episode of Sideline Story. Thank you so much for tuning in. And of course, we will be back next week with our new topic. See you then.